Good morning and welcome to the third hour of the morning show here on KDAL. And it's a Wednesday. That means Neil Atkins joins us this morning. Hiya, Neil. Dave, that means I'm here and you can yeah. hear me on this mic. I can. The mic has been fixed. It's sounding good. You're sounding good. I think that was the old mic. I think was one of the uh, 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 East German mics from <laughs> yeah, 1954 right. that Lou yeah. Lotto used to talk about. Yeah, well, that's the stuff he used to buy, too, if I remember right. <laughs> true. He did not get top of the line <laughs> equipment, if I remember. But then again, that uh, you know, he pinched. He pinched a few pennies. It worked, and, and uh, I guess we stayed on the air for the most part. So you, that's did, a good you, thing. Did, you did. You did. Uh, you staying warm? Are you? Well, uh, <laughs> it was a brisk one walking out oh, to the vehicle boy. this morning. Yeah, I bet it was uh, icy. A uh, little bit of that uh, glaze ice on Highway 53 coming down. Ooh. Uh, so you got to be careful. I yep. noticed that I just happened to be. I threw it in, uh, you know, four-wheel drive just in case, and all of a sudden yeah. it started grabbing, <laughs> and I knew that uh, it was icing. You know, I kind of tapped yeah. the brakes, and so I... Uh, well, this is the kind of weather where you get that black ice, where mm-hmm. you get the condensation coming out yeah. of the exhaust that'll freeze on the road, and you don't really realize how slippery it is until you start sliding in it. You can't really see it there. Well, especially right at the intersections there yeah. where people are lined up. Oh, sure. This was just uh, going down the road. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there was a little dusting... Oh, yeah, there and, was some snow overnight, just yeah, the dusting. And so I think that glazed it a little bit. So be careful out yeah. there. Just be aware of what's Big going on. Big warm-up next week is what they're saying now, if we can last that long. That's what I hear. I hear uh, Tony Nargi says maybe 20s by Monday and Tuesday and could see 30s towards the middle of uh, next week. Well, that would be nice. I'll, yeah. I'll be able to fix a couple of things. Then, <laughs> get and back outside again for a while. Get out there and fix a couple of things, and uh, they won't snap off. <laughs> yeah. So are you uh, uh, going to be frolicking down at Bayfront Park May 23rd to see Willie? Willie? I've seen Willie before, but yeah, I, you, uh, you know, if the uh, stars line up, I suppose I could be there. Well, I saw the uh, ticket sales. Now, this is an outdoor concert. Of yes. course, he likes outdoor concerts. Of course, and in May, May 23rd, know, that's but... a real questionable... <laughs> you know, Hopefully that's... it'll be a nice evening. I think a 7 o'clock start for that concert. So. Let's see, fishing opener is like the weekend before that, isn't it? Uh, no, I think it's a couple of weeks before that. This, is, this is getting close to Memorial Day, actually. Yeah, the week before it would yeah. be. week before, And that's always a coin toss on what the weather is going to be like. All right. of a sudden, that wind, uh, the wind doesn't come off Lake Superior. It's a nice 60-degree day. The right. wind comes off, it's 32. <laughs> so dress appropriately, and uh, we'll be fine. Well, Willie Nelson coming to town. That's Willie good. is 90, by it the way. Is, man. I'll he will you. be 91 when he appears here in Duluth. His birthday, I think, is in April. So, My, my, my. Yeah, good for him. I and mean, he's still rolling uh, you know, on the road with a long tour. This is just part of, a, part of an extended tour that Willie's got going. Well, Dave, you know, when people ask you when you're going to retire, when yeah. they ask me when I'm going to retire, <laughs> I look at Willie I Nelson. Don't know. Right. He's still going strong. Here's, here's Willie. And if you like what you're doing and you're doing all right, there's no reason, I guess, to retire as long as you're able to uh, work. Well, look at Mick Jagger and the Stones. Right. They're still going strong. Jagger's jumping all over the stage. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, he's 10, 11 years younger than Willie. So, yeah, true. So he's got a little more oof, yeah. oomph in him, there's, to say the least. But. And Willie will, I imagine, be touring in his famous bus as he gets up here for the the show. Well, you know, who would you want to... Which uh, I think still runs on uh, a used grease or something. They used to, anyway. Could be, know. could be. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Mick Jagger and Joe Biden are the same age. Yeah. And who's got more energy? <laughs> you would think Mick Jagger does. You don't yeah. see Joe up there I don't see him jumping all over the place. You know, for, uh, it depends. Yep. 
Joe seems to have some mm-hmm. um, cognitive movement issues there, but uh, uh, some some people that when they get that age they do. Willie and Nelson is doing much better than his guitar, by the way. Yes, that it? poor guitar that he's playing has got holes in it. I mean, it's is this his guitar he's had for oh, fifty yeah. years? I don't think he's changed guitars. I suppose he's got to replace the strings every once in a mm-hmm. while, but. The guitar is the original, and it's looking pretty sad. Does he have a name for it? I'm not sure. I I, I suppose he does, but I don't know. If it looks sad, but it still gives the tune. <laughs> Apparently, it still works, or he wouldn't use it. That's right. Now, this is a, uh, a classic guitar. It's not electric, though, is it? Yeah, it's a it's regular, uh, I, I don't know what you call Wait, it. What we all tried not to learn like... on when we all wanted to play <laughs> guitar? <laughs> I never did try guitar. It, just, it seemed too complicated to me. I so tried I, uh I played bass guitar for a while. That was yeah. a little bit, uh, only four strings on the bass. Oh, well, that makes it a little easier. And huh? uh, for those of us that are <laughs> uh, finger-challenged, to say the least, yeah. I, uh, uh, friends of mine, I, I was amazed at some friends of mine who ended up uh, playing guitar, and they became so good. I uh, knew a couple guys that played banjo, and that was uh, something Oh, that's so not easy either. That, yeah. Then you got the ukulele, too, which is yeah. also pretty well, tough to play. a friend of mine that plays the harp. Right. And she goes out and, at concerts and all that sort of thing, all and right. that's a uh, a different one. I a buddy of mine does the uh, concertina, the uh, little um, accordion. Accordion, yeah. yeah. He, you should see him rock and roll. And I was I was looked at the accordions, <laughs> and you got this side with buttons on buttons one side, keys on the other, keys yeah. on the other, and and uh, you got to squeeze it up back and forth. Is yeah. it fair to say that you can actually <laughs> rock out with an accordion? Hey, rock, I huh? mean, unless you're Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, I'd say Weird Al did it all the time. All the time, all the time, uh, all the time. Uh. Well, this, a, a place uh, for the accordion in, in music for now sure. Now, this friend of mine does it. He has the small one where. Not the big one, like right. to Shimileski and all that sort of thing. <laughs> and he, he just does it. He sings the songs, and he yeah. does a good job at all it. Right. And he's got that talent. Okay. Uh, well, Tom Robick is here, and Tom is in because uh, Bruce Siski's got, I guess, the rest of the week off. So uh, I noodle around on the guitar. Do you string, really? Yeah. Good for you. For myself. Medicinal purposes only. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Personally, I suck at it. But, uh-huh. but I like playing it. Sure. The only thing I play is the radio yeah, <laughs> pick up a guitar once, just see what you can do. I mean, you know, right. it doesn't. You know, you're not going to hurt yeah, anybody. What song? What songs do you play? Uh, <laughs> strum, strum, <laughs> three strum. chord songs. Actually, I, you know, and I can. You got to do competently <laughs> switch between about fifteen different chords. Ooh. However, when it comes to picking. That's a whole other oh, deal. Okay. You know, anybody can strum. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. So anything I play doesn't really sound like anything. I see. Okay. <laughs> other than, you know, my own You're personal strumming enjoyment. chords. And that. Yeah. yeah. That's that's cool. Yes. You can sing to that. And yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Let's see. i got to get your music ready here. Okay. do sports. Can't do it without the music. I know. That's what I'm looking for it now. There we go. Here we go. Sports. Tom Robick. All right. Let's start with your Green Bay Packers, David. Uh, oh, the all Packers right. dealing with some injuries. Saturday night. Yeah, well, you you tell me then. What? What's what's going on with the Packers? Uh, they had an injury <laughs> report yesterday for a practice that they didn't conduct, All which right. I thought was really weird. Yeah, apparently um, you have to do these reports whether or not you're actually practicing. At the everybody time. does it. Yeah. it's um, it's it's commonplace to uh, you know throw injury reports together, right. and and people is questionable. Kenny mm-hmm. Clark, Christian Watson. Jerry Alexander. I mean, those are some big names. Mm-hmm. A.J. Dillon, Elgin Jenkins, uh, Preston Smith, uh, all mispractice. They would have mispracticed yes, if but it, it were wasn't held. held. 
<laughs> but it wasn't held. <laughs> That's just strange. Yeah, I imagine they'll start strange. practicing today, obviously. They've yeah. got a big game coming up Saturday. Well, they're in the Bay City uh, against the San Francisco 49ers. It's they a are tough... even more underdogs this weekend than they were last weekend. So Honestly, hopefully as they should be, I uh, think. Well, yeah. San Francisco's really It's one good. of those games, again, just like last time. If they win, great. I don't expect them to win. So. Well, here's the Makes thing it even about... Better. Oh, ye of little faith. Well, hey, here's I... the thing about... Have you watched the Packers the last six games? Yeah, they've looked better They've been really game. good. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? I know. Who knows? I'm hoping, but you never know. Timberwolves <laughs> taking on the worst team in the NBA. Tell me there isn't a red flag there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful of those games. You know, uh, Detroit, what did they go on? A, what was it, a 27-game losing oh, streak something or something like that? Like yeah. that? I, I can't remember. But the Wolves are in Motor City to take on the Detroit Pistons at Little Caesars Arena tonight. We'll have that game for you on KDAL uh, 5:45 pregame start tip off right after six o'clock tonight. Wolves best record in the Western Conference Jeez. 28 and 11. Detroit's got to be upset to be, I guess, be named the worst team in the league. Well, they, they are, are the worst but... team, and they've only won four games. <laughs> they've won four games all what season. What is going on with that team? They got terrible players, or a well, coaching? not only that, they've got the dubious honor of having the longest losing streak oh, in major sports history, twenty-seven games. Ooh. So, and they did it this season. Uh, okay. Do I have his 27 the right number? I guess I it's somewhere around there. Well, I'd anyway. hate to be the person that ended end up losing to him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, were the, uh, are the players, <laughs> were they all re- recruited from uh, Lower Slavonia? Or yeah, no, I, it happens sometimes. Look, yeah. the Wolves have had teams like mm-hmm. this. Let's be honest. Uh, we've had teams that have won 14 games the entire season, you know. Right. Uh, the Wolves, you know, right now with 28 wins, they've had 14 wins the entire season in the past. So okay. it gives you an idea. All right. Well, uh, they are at the halfway point. Uh, so we'll see if uh, they can continue to play really well. So the Pistons uh, are, I don't know, can we say pissed on the radio? Pistons, Pistons. are pissed. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, you just did. Oh, so, I'm you know. sorry. They're whizzing. They're whizzing. They're whizzing. Well, they're, I, I just can't imagine that. That's too yeah. bad. I'm, I feel sorry for them. Uh, Bucks on the hardwood tonight. They take off on Cleveland, uh, in, in the Cavaliers in Cleveland. Uh, number eight, Wisconsin, losing yesterday to Penn yeah. State, 87-83. Uh, the Minnesota Wild getting ready for their three-game road trip. They'll begin the trip with a game against Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night. Minnesota just snapped a four-game losing streak. They've been not very good this season. Uh, UMD men's hockey team will take on number 11 Western Michigan this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Rusiski will have play-by-play. It's a 6 o'clock puck drop on Friday, Mm -hmm. 5 o'clock puck drop on Saturday. And the number 7 UMD women will be at number 1 Ohio State, 5 o'clock and 1 o'clock Friday and Saturday, respectively. Uh, High school boys hockey from yesterday, Duluth East beat Denfeld 2-1 in overtime. Marshall beat Greenway. Chippewa Falls ousting uh, Superior yesterday. Hermantown over Hibbing Chisholm, 8-1. to one. A Grand Rapids in overtime over Cloquesco Carlton. High school girls hockey, Green, Grand Rapids Greenway over Superior. Cloquesco Carlton over Hibbing Chisholm. Rockridge over North Shore. Moose Lake area over Northern Lakes mm-hmm. yesterday. The one notable basketball uh, among all the games that were yesterday, Hermantown beat Bemidji. 88-81. Mm. Abe Sumas, if I'm pronouncing his name right, 55 points in that game. Holy cow, good for him. 55 of the 88 points for <laughs> Hermantown. 
I'd say the guy uh, scores, yeah. to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine they were feeding him constantly, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's very sports. All right. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. 825. We'll be back for the morning show on KDAL after this quick break. And one thing I know is true. You've been dead before your time is due. I know. Watch my dad. 828, the morning show here on KDAL. It's the animals. we got to get out of this place. Oh, yeah. Get out of this place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the themes, I guess, for uh, Vietnam vets back in the day. You know, we got to get out of this get place. Get out of this place, that's for sure. Holy yeah. smoke. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll get into the, the main title of the song here. Then we'll, uh, Eric Burden. Eric Burden, Lead yeah. singer of the animals. We got to get out of this place. We used to sing that all the time. All right, Neil, you'll no longer be able to get your liquor delivered by Drizzly starting uh, the end of March. Drizzly? That's the name of the liquor delivery service that was founded by a couple of Boston College students about 10 years ago. Uh, It will shut down now. It was bought by Uber Technologies in 2021. These two guys that founded the service, yeah, they got two billion dollars from Jeez, Uber for it. Can you believe that? How how lucky could you yeah, be? Yeah. Well, now it's going to shutter at the end of March. Uber has decided to focus their core strategy of allowing consumers to order almost everything anyway from their Uber Eats app, and you'll be able to, I guess, order booze that way too now. So, so they got rid of. They spent two billion on yeah. it and got rid of it and shut it down. Yeah. So basically, they shut. Any yeah. competition. Well, they had a huge surge in business, as you might imagine, during the pandemic. When so Drizzle, it, it was an app yeah. deal, then I take it. I imagine so, mm-hmm. yeah. You get to order your booze online and yeah. delivered right to your door. There you go. Well, all right. but you got to check the IDs and all that jazz. I so imagine that uh, would be sure, required. Uh, that, that little Johnny, who's 14 years old. Uh, uh, i give you a couple hey, of bottles I, I want a case of <laughs> bourbon here, pal. All right, to the phones we go. Hi, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Tom from Port Wayne. What's happening today, Tom? Tom, Tom, Tom. Well, um, I wanted to mention uh, something that's going on worldwide. Uh, First, I'll say the Iranians, uh, they back Hamas uh, in the uh, Gaza Strip. Of course they do. They're backing Hezbollah in Lebanon, both of which lob uh, uh, rockets into Israel. Now, last night we had another confrontation with Yemen, uh, and within two hours of that confrontation, they started uh, all over again. They they seem to not care uh, because the Iranian overseers are telling them to continue. You know, we've lost two uh, American sailors uh, now. In that confrontation with uh, Yemen. Two SEALs were interdicting on a uh, freighter that apparently was, uh, and there was an issue, and they, one got washed into the ocean, and the, apparently the other SEAL, the procedure is that you go after your, your mate, and uh, now they've been lost. Yeah. Tragic. And, you know, uh, in the, we're coming up on the Feast of Purim uh, next month. That's from the 5th century where the uh, Persians or Iranians of modern day uh, took the Jewish people captive. 5th century B.C. And, uh, you know, 
These people, I, I'm sure you probably agree with me, Neil, uh, they, like the Chinese, look at the long term. Mm-hmm. You know, and if somebody smited them uh, back in the 5th century B.C., they still got a big chip on their shoulder over it. Yeah, this is uh, 3,000 years of chips, to say the least. And, yeah. Uh, it's uh, so my, my, it, it's amazing. Hey, is it know, is it smited or smote? Oh, smiting. Uh, <laughs> that's past and present tense. Yes, I'm just you wondering. Know, you said it, they smited them. I wonder if they smote them. Oh, well, I, I guess that would be the uh, more accurate terminology. Okay, that's my two cents. Well, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's, here's the question. I think everybody should be aware of the fact that of all the people and all the things that are happening in this world today, there's the country of Iran is desperate. Oh, and I forgot to mention, they, they lobbed a missile into Iraq, into uh, Kurdistan, um, and they took out one of the wealthiest men uh, in that area. Uh, he uh, was a very wealthy man. They seem to be just wanting to start a fight, in, in, in my opinion. And, and nothing is going to deter them. And I think we're really in, in a very precarious position in this country because this current administration doesn't want to confront them. And I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. But at some point, we're almost going to be forced into this. Well, they, you know, they're using their proxies, but now they're doing some other finagling. And uh, under the Trump administration, of course, they did take out that Iranian general that was in Iraq. And uh, on and on and on. But you bring up a good point, Tom. The fact of the matter is that Iran previously was known as the Persian Empire. And China, we call it Red China, Communist China. Well, the Chinese Empire goes back 6,000 years, Tom. And the uh, Persian Empire goes back 3,500 plus years. Mm. And uh, the Chinese are moving forward. It's the empire. They believe they should control everything out there. And the Persians, alias Iranians, want the whole Mideast because they controlled that 3,500 years ago. Wow. Isn't it? And well, now, you've got, now you just happen to have uh, a, a little uh, a religion thrown in there just for the heck of it. But uh, 3,500 years ago, they were not Muslims. They were, uh, what would you call them? What was their religion? It was... Uh, we call them pagans today, but uh, whatever whatever it was, whatever their gods were back in those days. Well, oh yeah. Uh, well, here's here's the, the real problem. Also, they get uh, five different uh, books mention them in the Bible, mm-hmm. so they're not uh, some obscure uh, you know people. And they also fulfill prophecies in the end times. Isn't it something? So, you get that straight. Yeah. Tom, thanks. We'll have to As look, always, yeah. look, look up your book of revelations, folks. <laughs> 835 at KDAL. More on the way after this. All righty, then. Roll me up and smoke me when I die, says Willie. Hopefully it won't come to that. This is Willie Nelson's Whiskey River here as he'll be in town May 23rd. Whiskey River, take my mind. Roll me up and smoke me, huh? <laughs> that What's, was one of his hits. That's almost as bad as that uh, Australian song, uh, "Can yeah. Me Hide When You're When You Die, Clyde." Die, yeah. Clyde, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's it, hanging on the shelf. Yeah, that's right. right. We 
Tanda's eye when he died. Fred and that's it. Hey, no shit. Shit. There like you go. That. Yeah, that's uh, so, uh, weird stuff. Hey, on the local side here, yes. now apparently there's a bonding bill coming up uh, for Minnesota, $982 yeah. million in infrastructure spending proposal. Right. And... Uh, Governor's Governor office looking for bipartisan support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the governor's office called uh, Mayor Reiner to uh, tell him that Duluth's not in it. <laughs> Didn't want him to be shocked. Really? Yeah. So Reiner's trying to make uh, they uh, Reiner's saying they called him to make sure that uh, we're not shocked or panicked, and uh-huh. uh, they're going to lay out infrastructure investment in broad strokes, which includes money for things like the port and sea. Now there will be some money for the port and stuff right. down here. But I, for a minute there, I'm going. Well, this is maybe, just the governor's proposal. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, no, no, the governor endorsed Reynard's opponent, yeah. Emily Larson. Oh, I see. I wonder if this is uh, a little payback or something. I don't know. Uh, Reynard's saying it's not, but you just okay. never know here. But apparently, there are some uh, monies out there that are earmarked for Duluth. Uh, the governor's 2024, as it stands. Now, this is. Uh, some of the monies that are already dedicated for things in Duluth. There's a $10 million uh, amount for lead water line replacement statewide, though, and Duluth yeah. may be able to Get a part participate that, sure. in that. $3 million for the Port Development Assistance Program, so they're hoping mm. that the Port here will get it. Yeah. Then there's $40 million, uh, of support for yet-to-be-named capital projects. Okay. Now, remember, it is an election year here, too. Right. And the whole House of Representatives mm-hmm. in Minnesota is up for elections. So you're going to see some finagling here. And then there's a, a bunch of... Then $102 million for asset preservation for the University of Minnesota campuses okay. across the state. So UMD might get some of that. Oh, all right. And then some public housing and $50 million for housing infrastructure. But well, this is in general. It doesn't general, sound so dire for Duluth as well, it might have been. This is in general yeah. for the state. Nothing but there's specific. nothing specifically earmarked for the city of Duluth. But, uh, At least not we, yet. Not yet, but we'll we'll see what what happens down the road there. But yeah, the legislative session doesn't get underway for until next month sometime. Yeah, February February, and it's uh, they claim it's going to be a short session, so we'll, well see. Well, they uh, say that every year. Well, hopefully it never uh, ends up that way, but that's what they plan on. Every hopefully, year. one of our representatives, Natalie Zazelnikar, <laughs> will yeah. give us a buzz and tell us uh, what's coming. I know that the. Uh, city, the mayor, and the city council will have a, a legislative priority session. Uh, in the past, now I'm not. I'm, I suspect Reinert will do this. Uh, the city and council mayor, councilors, and our local elected state representatives and senators uh-huh. generally will get together and see what legislative priorities the city has and how they can support that. County does the same thing. Yep, yeah. county does the same thing. So. Uh, Representative Liz Olson, this is her last year in mm-hmm. the state legislature, and Hosschild, who's a state senator. Right. And we got a, a couple of states. And then the, Natalie's district is a butts Duluth, so mm-hmm. I'm sure she, she may be included in it, too, okay. so we'll see. But you need you need Republican and Democratic help. And this year in an election year, you, you just never know which way the legislature is going to swing. You've got right now the Democrats are in charge of the the governorship, state senate, and the house, but 
thin majorities in the state right. Senate and the House, and there could be a, a change for next year. So we'll see what, what happens on that. Never but, can tell. Well, now, Dave, were you surprised at the last time we were here? We were wondering what was going to happen in Iowa. And since oh, our no. last show together... I don't think there was any surprises the dust, in Iowa. The dust has settled in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, everybody expected Trump to yeah. be ahead. And, of course, he ended up mm-hmm. uh, coming up with 51%. And uh, DeSantis came up with 21%. And Haley came up with 19%. Yeah. And now apparently... If there was a surprise, I thought maybe she would have been number two. But yeah, I thought she she was gain, gaining yeah. some. But apparently... Didn't in the quite new, gain enough. The New Hampshire primary is next week, isn't right? it? And apparently she's really got... Uh, a, a dog in the race, to say the least. Right. She's apparently pulling ahead. But now there's a new flap. Uh, she was asked on uh, about uh, racial issues, and she claims that the United States has never been a racist nation. Now they're all over her with that because of, of course, the Civil War, well, part yes. of the United States. At the time, uh, many states allowed slavery, including uh, uh President Biden's home state of Delaware was one of the northern states that uh, had legalized slavery at the time. So to say that there wasn't uh, a racial tone back in the day, and wow. of course she had made a, a misstatement talking about the Civil War, oh, saying right. it wasn't about slavery. Well, pretty much was. The Civil War yeah. uh, was about economics and slavery, and slavery was a big part of economics right. in what happened is the South heavily relied on their inexpensive, low-cost labor, which were the slaves. They didn't pay them. Right. They fed them and clothed them. Yeah, room and board, basically. Room and board. <laughs> and uh, the North, of course, industrialized and paid people. Right. And this was the, the schism there. And, of course, you had the movement, the anti-slavery movement going on in the North and state after state in the North banning slavery. And the South just didn't want to move along because they had all this free labor going on. And then, of course, you ended up having the Civil War. They get defeated. And uh, everybody thought things were going to be rosy. They had a period of reconstruction. Things, People thought that things were yeah. going to end up being uh, great for the black Americans, uh, new citizens. And, of course, guess who came back into power down in the South? The old plantation owners and the old hierarchy... Wow. Of the good old boys gained power and strangled it with Jim Crow laws and the whole nine yards down wow. in the southern states. So, Got to get uh, to another quick call here, Neil, and yep. then we'll take a break. Hi, who's this? Oh, good morning. This is Stan. It's a beautiful day on the shore. All right. About 10 below this morning when I got up. Oh, it's warm up there for you. There you go. <laughs> Yes, I got the palm trees are coming out. Oh, good. <laughs> That's the one you've got in the living room, right? Right, right. You got under that one. I laugh uh, about the outrageous comments of uh, the left now that are talking about totalitarianism, fascism with Trump. You know, yeah. it's just outrageous the comments that they're bringing up and trying to uh, force the people, their red meat people, to believe in that. And you, know, you better remember that the whole South was all Democrat. It sure was. They dem- they instituted the Jim Crow. Everything you can think of, gun prohibitions on the blacks, uh, everything that uh, they're just the same now as they ever were then, mm. pretty much, when it comes to restricting people's rights. And the Democrats started all of that. So, but now they've they've tried to take the color out of it, and right. do 
where your mind's at. You can't if you're thinking the wrong way. We are yep. not going to give you the right. Oh, uh-huh. Everything that they are saying about Trump, they're doing. Everything that Democrats are accusing Trump of, are doing or have done. Yeah, it's you know it's amazing, Stan, how they throw away things. Nazi like Trump, fascist. <laughs> you know, and it, it, you can't be nice. You you gotta you you can't win by being nice. This is the philosophy there. You've got to destroy. I think Trump your is pretty opponent. much uh, put that out in front uh, right away. Yep. Being nasty to people is the way. Well, to go. they are all they're all nasty. So that's the problem. It's it's the who's going to be the nastiest? And, yeah. And by calling people Nazis is uh, yeah. well. is is just terrible. And uh, wh- whoever is doing that, and obviously some of the the lefties in the Democrat mm-hmm. Party are trying to do that. Say right. that. So. Thanks for the call. Eight forty seven. We got to take a break and be right back. Hey, it's Tracy Lundeen. Catch Talk of the Town at a new time this Saturday and every Saturday beginning at 9 a.m. And don't miss the fun time polka party at its new time, Saturday morning starting at 7 a.m. right here on 610 KDAL. All right, so the polka people got to get up earlier this weekend. That's right. And, and every weekend. Later. And Tracy now, will be later. So now I can finally can sleep in. I can finally <laughs> listen to Tracy's show because usually on Saturday I'm not yeah. up before 9. I, oh. I try to sleep in on Saturday. Well, you're going to miss the uh, fun time polka party i know that but uh, well you know i'll tell you seven o'clock i used to like uh pat cadigan when tracy lundin and i Mm -hmm. used to do the kdl show we did a three-hour show on saturdays i remember that from six to nine and then cadigan and come on right after us ah and on the way home i'd listen to pat the cat doing (laughs) the polka party absolutely so a member of the polka hall of fame oh yeah yeah say by the way uh, one of the uh, candidates in the uh iowa caucuses vivek ramaswamy Oh yeah, he decided uh, to finish. He decided to throw in the towel and mm-hmm. endorse Trump, mm-hmm. and he was probably one of the more out of the candidates that actually participated in the in the debates, yeah. which Trump has not. He was one of the more um, uh, what did I, what was I say? I won't call him vicious, but yeah. more uh, <laughs> attack. He was an attack really? dog, literally well, on all the other candidates. Obviously, he was low on the totem pole he as was. far as so uh, support to, goes. Yeah. So I guess he needed to do that to make. Well, his, Chris Christie was yeah. kind of uh, doing that too, and he, of course, is. Yeah, he didn't get back, too far. Either. He didn't get too far, and he hasn't endorsed anybody. I don't think he endorsed anybody yet. Well, I'm sure it won't be Trump. He pretty much uh, trashed Donald. So. Oh, I know. Way, I know so that's true. That's if true. he does endorse somebody, it won't be him. Uh, let's go to the phones again. Hi, who's this? Hi, Dar. Pardon me. Hello. Hello. Don Chesney calling. Yeah, I'm here. Are you there? I'm here. (laughs) You were talking about the Iranians and so on. Did you hear about that little Iranian boy, a man that married that little Scandahoovian girl from up in northern Minnesota? Oh, boy. I'm afraid (laughs) I don't... They had a baby boy, and they named him Yatra, you betcha. Oh, oh very, very nice. Thank you for the girl. <laughs> oh, Lord. We get our... Uh, uh, but anyway, it's People all... on airplanes can be weird. What the heck happened now? Thankfully, nothing happened on my flights to and yeah. from uh, the Nashville area over the, over the Christmas season. But apparently an American man is now being accused of biting a flight attendant during a U.S.-bound flight from Tokyo. The all-Nippon Airways flight to Seattle forced to turn around halfway and return to Tokyo. Early Wednesday, crew members had to restrain the 55-year-old after he allegedly attacked the female flight attendant about an hour into the flight and bit her. 
He was detained by police once the flight landed back in Tokyo. Local Japanese media said the man told investigators he had taken a sleeping pill and didn't even recall the incident. So. My, 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 my. Come well, on, people, I, behave. I you know, you've flown a lot. I used yeah. to fly a, a lot. I mean, there's a whole <laughs> lot of people in a, in a flight. You're in a very enclosed area, but uh, you're going to get some weirdos apparently once in a while. And I never did. I didn't. You know, I never saw any uh, yeah. incidents. I flew internationally a whole bunch of times, and that's a, those are long flights. I think oh, the boy. longest straight flight I flew was a 10-hour straight shot, and that was from... Yeah. That was from uh, Hawaii to Sydney, Australia. And then, of course, when I was coming back, uh, when I was in the military, I flew straight from Tokyo to to uh, San Francisco on a Medevac flight. Oh, boy. And, uh, and that, that, was a, be fun. <laughs> that was a straight 10-hour uh, flight. Did you actually have seats you could sit in then? Yeah. Or? Well, the, uh, yeah. It, okay. On, the, uh, on the, the, the big transport aircraft, yeah. and we were transporting uh, p- casualties back. Uh, guys that were being sent back to the states for oh, okay. rehab or f- further surgery. Most of the patients were have been combat uh, injuries in Vietnam, uh, and I just happened to uh, be coming home on leave, and because I was a corpsman, I was able to get a seat on that plane at no cost, just in case because I was had medical background, right. and they didn't need me, mm-hmm. but they did have uh, probably thirty seats, and. Uh, the inside the aircraft, if you've ever been on a transport aircraft, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's not the plush-type aircraft <laughs> no. interior like we see when we fly. Yeah, it's nice uh, why you had seats, because a lot of you time had, you'd be strapped you seats, to the side, basically. But it was this whole, uh, like an open... Mm-hmm. Like an open uh, uh, Bay. Bay, an right. open bay, and uh, there were all these gurneys there in beds and so mm-hmm. on with, with patients and, and that sort of thing. And, of course, huh. uh, they were secured. Right. And but that was a ten hour straight flight. Oh, that was a boy. that was a quick flight from Tokyo to uh, San yeah. Francisco. So, wow. but nobody got out of hand on that. Obviously, I would hope not. But I did have one flight I was taking, and that was with uh, Northwest Airlines when it was Northwest. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were a, a couple of attractive flight attendants, and and all of a sudden one of them they when we got up in the air, yeah. uh, she came on the thing and she said, "Okay, you know," she gave all the. All the stuff that they have to tell you and right, that sort of yeah. thing. And we're in the air. And, and she said, now, if anybody gets out of hand on this flight, uh, they will be immediately asked to leave the plane. <laughs> of course, we're at 30,000. Yeah, we'll be happy to open the door for So you. everybody is laughing about that. Right. That, that was pretty funny. So yeah, That's uh, good. They had, they had Diffuse good, the situation before yep, it begins. They had a good tongue-in-cheek uh, rapport there on that one. So. Kate, the Princess of Wales, will be in the hospital for the next 10 to 14 days. This is according to Kensington Palace. She is apparently recovering from a planned abdominal surgery, and that's all the details we got. Statement did not provide any other specifics about the reason behind the surgery. Kensington Palace said the surgery was a success, but noted that Kate is unlikely to return to public duties until after Easter, after her next 10 to 14 days in the hospital. Well, speaking of surgeries, uh, Uh what's the lowdown, the final lowdown on our Secretary of Defense? Uh, He's out of the hospital, I understand. Okay. That's, well, that's the last really, I heard. That was that's a, been a real snafu thing. there. Yeah, I don't understand that. Why everything was so secretive? But apparently, he had prostate cancer, and they did the surgery, yeah. and there were some complications. Yeah. And uh, it, apparently, he'd gone home, hmm. and then there was a nine one one call. Of course, now they've got the recording of the nine one one call, hmm. and uh, he was back in the hospital. So whatever the complication, and I've I've known some people that have had uh, prostate surgery, and you think it's it. it one would think it'd be a simple surgery, mm-hmm. 
Well, generally they go pretty well, but I've known a couple of people that yeah. uh, almost died on the on the uh, uh, surgical. I no surgery is foolproof. No, I mean all of a sudden there's some complications yeah. and there's some problems. So obviously he had a complication, mm-hmm. but they didn't tell the president. And apparently the assistant secretary of defense, who was on vacation in Puerto Rico, was not informed that he was going in for this surgery. And then the complications happened. So now in the chain of command, there's there's some issues here. Okay. And uh, on both sides of the aisle, uh, uh, senators on both Democratic and Republican senators are asking uh, for some clarification on this. And obviously, with him out of the way, supposedly... Uh, the apparatus of the Defense Department yeah. keeps on working. I would think, yeah. But the problem is, is he is the head, right. and uh, you have to have a chain of command there, and so we'll see what happens. But uh, This cold weather we're getting, Neil, it's going to continue to spread southward, apparently, Ooh. all the way to uh, the panhandle of Florida. Watch out for your could, oranges. Lows could dip into the 20s, even teens. In you some know, places in northern Florida. Holy my, cow. My dad lived down on the Gulf on uh, Anna Maria Island, and he always told me when not to come down to Florida. And this is one of the periods okay. not to come, okay? <laughs> yeah. He said, you know, he had that southern accent. And right. he'd, uh, he was from North Carolina, and he'd say, you come down you come down in April, okay? You hear me? <laughs> and so, so I yeah. did. I'd always come down at that period of time. The same front besides cold, bringing more snow to cities from St. Louis to Boston. My son in Nashville called. He got six inches of snow the other day, oh my, uh, which is more than we've had at one time here. Unbelievable weather. Well, New York City, out. they had an inch, and they were expecting yeah. another inch, and they said when we get two inches, we're going to plow the streets. <laughs> yeah, they hadn't had any snow in New York for I forget how long. Long time. Long, long time. time. Kids so. were giddy in Central Park. They were sliding oh, all over the place. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Well, in we're, uh, here Tennessee, we the kids, of course, home from school. Sure. They're not going to be in school if there's six inches of snow on them. Oh, you got it. They don't you even can't. have any plows in Tennessee, actually. So. Well, they've got a couple of road graders. Yeah, That's I think what they, they start yeah, using. The main, main highways get uh, cleared, but the side streets just snow covered until it melts. There you go. Some nice music there, Dave. We're going to see yeah. you on Friday. All right. Friday it is. News up next, and then more of the morning show.